This is Tales from the Pros, where business leaders and influencers share their stories of inspiration, struggles, and successes. And I'm your host, Michael Giorgio. Hey everyone, welcome to Tales from the Pros. This is Michael Giorgio, your host and co-founder of Imagine Ovation. My awesome guest with me here today is the CEO and founder of Goldfinger, a vetted and exclusive social network of business leaders, investors, entrepreneurs, and influential thought leaders working together and supporting one another for the common good and with intention. It's a modern paradigm of social clubs, a think tank, incubator, and socially conscious business accelerator. They have been integrating and raising capital, investing, business, the arts, entertainment, social, and adding unbelievable, unbelievable value to their members with a complete VIP experience. His experience is exhibited in a long track record of always executing, being an entrepreneur for over 30 years, and investing for over 18 years. Please welcome Rob Charles. Rob, I appreciate you being here, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael, and thank you so much for the uh, amazing introduction. You actually said that better than, uh, than I said it. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Try to, you know, I try to keep it uh, short and sweet, you know, not, not sometimes uh, podcasters, they can, they can give like a five minute or 10 minute introduction. And I think the interviewee is like, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's good. That's good. Let's, let's kind of start. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's, that's always part of the major problems with entrepreneurs. The, the difference between entrepreneurs and investors is, Entrepreneurs always have a difficult time, uh, typically speaking, uh, messaging, explaining their mm -hmm. concept and idea to investors. So you did it very uh, eloquently. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I, we're definitely going to get into uh, all of the just the whole game of in investing and, and just the startup game and the craziness that's been, been going on. And I know you know a lot about that. So definitely want to get your insight on all of that. But uh, first and foremost, Rob, just want to talk a little bit about your story. Uh, you know, it's a business storytelling podcast. And I think it's, it's, it's very important for the audience to really get a, just an understanding of, of who you are and how things kind of started for you. I know you're obviously the, um, you know, the, the founder of Goldfinger right now doing amazing things. But before that, you know, you've, it seems like you were investing in a lot of different companies, starting companies, selling companies. So give us a little, a little background. How did, how did it all kind of begin? Uh, well, great questions. Um, first off, like, I always have to date back to what I really call my first entrepreneur experience was um, uh, in 1987, 88. <clears throat> right when I graduated high school, I played uh, pro soccer in, in West Germany. Um, and this was right before the wall came down. So that was like, uh, you know, my dream, my passion at the time. Um, I didn't know anything about Germany. I just went in and, and flew over there and tried out and made it. Um, obviously, I had some good connections. And that was like what I say, my first um, entrepreneur first really uh, entrepreneurial venture, I would say. But um, then I started, uh, came back to U.S. Uh, after that one year, I started um, really as building companies um, and starting uh, as an entrepreneur like over 30 years now. Um, I'm a tech entrepreneur for 25 years. So my first tech startup was in 1996. Um, the first online art gallery called universalarts.com. It's artz.com. 
Uh, I had, uh, you know, this is back in the first tech bubble. Uh, I built another company called ICIMS.com, I-C-I-M-S.com. Mm. And, uh, and the first tech bubble out of New York, still around today, actually still in business, uh, made it through um, the last 20 years, uh, 21 years. But um, then I, when everything was going hard copy to digital, I did that for a number of years. Uh, and I was in, in tech, this is like 2000, 2003. <clears throat> Started a foundation for children in 2003 to 2006 doing uh nonprofits, you know about half my time around the world wow. uh, in india um, projects in africa different um, places uh, as well then i started my second pro sport which was thai boxing so 2003 so about 2006 and uh 2007 i was i was wka light middleweight north american champion in 2006 i read about that that's awesome yeah but i would say those things are very um, you know, uh, important to my story and, and also uh, have some of the most influential things that have helped me in business, right, um, is not necessarily just directly related to business. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I basically um, went through, I've done a myriad of different things, um, oil and gas, commodities, heavy equipment, um, you know, through the years and, and um and just like building things, I've always been a power connector. I've always been super connected. And so I just had um, years ago um, in 2001, before uh, social networks existed, I had this idea. Uh, and it's a very similar idea than, than what we currently have. And then uh, I started, I got it off the ground. I started it in actually 2014 because I wasn't ready. It was way, way, way too early, uh, 2000 um, and uh, 2001. So, um, and, um, and through the years, we just studied the different, uh, you know, aspects of, you know, uh, raising ca capital, building companies, um, investing, all these inefficiencies. And I said, well, how can we just create a, a better system and better network and where uh, it's multifaceted, where everyone actually works together collectively, helps each other um, and access the capital, access to different resources based on relationships and integrated that all into one, like, comprehensive system uh, that's basically what we did i love it and you know i i really like what you and your team are doing at goldfinger and and we'll talk about that in, in a few minutes but uh i think just giving entrepreneurs uh a, a platform and and business leaders and investors and i'm sure many other uh, you know different people uh just really a centralized platform to connect uh to help each other uh, you know, for um, different sources of good. And I, I think that's very difficult uh, right now in a lot of other platforms. I'm sure you have a lot to say about this, right? Even with uh, a platform like LinkedIn, I, I'm a big LinkedIn advocate. I, I love LinkedIn in terms of if I had to compare it to other platforms, I like it. Um, you know, I'm using uh, Clubhouse a little bit now and even that's getting, it's just so saturated and you don't know who to trust. You don't know who to, it's just, you know, people have been bullied on that platform and, you know, and uh, there's a lot of good in it too. I'm not saying there isn't, but it's, uh, it, it's good to have a, a centralized location where you can just connect with, with one another and, and just be able to build those relationships because business really is about relationships. I mean, we forget that yep. all the time, you know, and we take it for granted. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, there's so many different things that, that 
you said that I can uh, align with and have a lot of uh, thoughts on. Uh, first off is in, in regards to the relationship side of that, of, of things. So I always say like when you're investing in real estate, it's location, location, location um, with Goldfinger. I always say it's about relationships, 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 because um, it's actually how the world has been operated for centuries, still does operate. Um, and it's all built on, uh, on trust and relationships and at the higher levels. <clears throat> so it's very simple. We just said, hey, um, if we underline and connect, it's a very simple concept. Um, other people don't uh, seem to forget this. We're here to help each other and cohabitate. So when you connect my network with your network and we're, elected, we're working collectively together, it's exponentially greater than working separately. Very simple. Um, but, um, and in regards to, we were talking about the principles and, and, and consciousness of our community. Um, we're actually one of the first, uh, not the first, one of the first uh, conscious networks. So we actually have 11 principles integrated into our global community. Um, the first is the mastermind principle, uh, not a new concept. It's uh, been going on for centuries as well. Uh, it's the key to like every uh, major successful person or organization is using the mastermind principle. Um, off of gifting and participation and giving back. So basically principles that we can align with as humanity to work together and help each other. Um, and so we've integrated that into our whole ecosystem. And, uh, and so I had this family office guy uh, tell me about nine months ago in the, during the pandemic, uh, he said, hey, Rob, um, do you realize what you've created here? And I said, yeah. And he goes, no, I don't think you do. And I said, no, I, I definitely do. Because <laughs> that's why I created it. And he's like, well, um, do you realize he's like if Facebook had the principles that Goldfinger has as an organization that we'd have a different planet now? And uh, I said, yeah, exactly. That's what we're creating here. Um, because uh, you have all these different platforms, which are great. I consider them old paradigms nowadays. Um, they work in uh, this pre-pandemic uh, thing, and, and they'll still be around, of course. But um, you know, the modern thing—if if people haven't woken up yet—it's uh, that we also need to give back and do things for humanity and uh, the planet as well. And we yeah. can do that and still um, help each other and and monetize and grow and be wealthy. Actually, I consider that the new wealth—what uh, I call wealthness, right? Uh, being able to healthy body, spirit, mind, family, friends, um, you know, uh, pocketbook as well, right? Yeah, I completely agree. I think, you know, I think that's really how I define it too. Uh, it's not just about the money that you have in the bank or the investments that you have or the real estate that you have, or, you know, it's, it's really uh, a combination. Um, and even more importantly, it's the relationships that you've built, the people that you've been able to, um, you know, to, uh, to make smile and to, you know, be able to help them and, and provide a, a positive impact to them in any way possible is just so vital in our lives. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, at least in my opinion, a lot of us take that for granted. And sometimes you need this reset to just be like, you know, why am I doing this? You know, I, I need to, I, I'm here to help this person. And, and yeah, of course I need to pay my bills and yes, I need to do this, but all the, all of that will come, you know, if you do good, 
um, and you keep giving, giving, giving. And I know that's talked about a lot with, with many different uh, leaders, especially on social, me- social media, uh, you know, just talking about giving and you'll receive. But I think the notion is true, uh, you know, and, and you got to give with intention. G- give, with, give for the right reasons. Don't just do it because you're expecting something back in return. I think that's a very important is just having that mental game um, and that soulful game and really getting your intentions in order, uh, just being intentional. At least that's something I heavily believe in. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and what you just said, Michael, is that's actually how I started Goldfinger. Is, um, years ago, I basically, I traveled around the planet, and the first 1,000 members I hand-selected, uh, and a lot of them were friends of mine. I've always had a really strong network um, across the board, everything from artists to billionaires. And I just literally, I just helped them. I just added value to them. I didn't ask for anything in return. Um, and it helped them by opening doors for them. And, and cause I'm, like I said, I've always been connected and, uh, and then all I asked in return was for them to help each other. I said, you don't have to give it, just help each other in the community. Right. Right. And, uh, and now all of a sudden you have these very influential and successful people treating each other differently. Right. It's game theory. It's, um, basically people sign up to play this game. Um, so we integrated, and, 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 and I was inspired by this by, uh, you know, going to my first burn. I, I, I go to Burning Man, and some, I consider myself a burner. And uh, I went to my first burn in, burn in, in uh, 2015. A lot of the and, top leaders uh, are a lot of the top also, leaders are part of that, as you know. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, and uh, absolutely some of the top um, game changers in the world. Yeah, and uh, and everyone's out there just celebrating life uh as well but the uh, the key components is the principles that are integrated into um, into burning man right uh, and so we said if this works in burning man as well why can't it uh work into a technology platform because that's for me has always been the missing link is um, is the tech uh that connects the different communities right so yeah yeah it's and i talk about this in some of my other episodes but uh, from what you're doing, what you're accomplishing through this platform, Rob, you know, really just adding that human touch with technology and making things more efficient. Uh, and therefore it's going to make things more effective. You know, uh, I think sometimes we, we waste a lot of time, uh, doing things, uh, just manually. Uh, you know, I know you're, for you, just from what I've read and what I've seen about you, uh, you talk about how email is kind of old, you know, and uh, a lot of people in my company, and even I agree with this to a certain extent as well, is that email is kind of like an older technology. You know, it's not like you can uh, connect. I mean, you can connect with people instantly, but email is just, I don't know. I just feel like things fall through the cracks very easily uh, with email and you know, it's just the, the, all the spam and, and the, the, the lack of filtering and it's just, it's so saturated. Um, so I, I'm sure you have some thoughts on the whole email, the whole email thing, but I, I really like what you're doing with Goldfinger. Thank you. Yeah. I, I always, uh, I consider email nowadays to be like U S postal service. It's, uh, hold on, follow me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's, it's outdated. Type. I mean, obviously it's still effective, right? You can still uh, send a letter uh, as well in the mail, but um, the, uh, and I often tell people don't even, 
email me, I won't res respond. <laughs> just text me or, or just message me. Uh, but uh, um, but yeah, it's just you know behavioral change. That's that's why COVID has been like the best thing that happened to us per se with Goldfinger because we've always been a digital club, and COVID really the pandemic really forced behavioral change. Meaning it it made people use virtual communications platforms, and when uh, pre-COVID people just prefer they prefer to meet in person or they would just use a social like network platform or what have you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, then mm -hmm. COVID hit and, uh, that changed behavior. Like basically people said, okay, I have to use these communications platforms and, uh, but I'm using it. I'm only using it for my network. So how do I leverage and use this in this like new age? Um, so yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. what we're really excited about. And, you know, Rob, with, with just like your experience in, uh, in dealing with startups uh, and even creating your own startups, your own businesses and, uh, and in, you know, and investing as well, what are your thoughts right now on the, just the whole investment game, you know, and even the, the startup game? You know, it, it really is, uh, at least in my experience, I've dealt with a lot of different startups as well. You know, me and my company, we were, um, you know, we were a startup at one point, <laughs> you know, we've been around for, uh, for 10 years, my company, Imaginovation, and uh, it, it's tough, you know, uh, you know, we weren't really in too much into the investment, we didn't really need uh, to, to seek investors or anything, because we were more B2B service, we weren't really like a SaaS or a product based business. But, you know, uh, I, I just know from, uh, from dealing with a lot of SaaS businesses and product businesses, it's, it's tough. Uh, it's just a, a very, very tough game, right? So kind of what are your thoughts on just the whole in VCs and angels and how the, the whole dynamics? Well, that's a very broad question, but um, <clears throat> multifaceted because it covers a lot of different aspects. Right. Because investing and financial markets and, uh, you know, raising capital, they're all different subsets um and i'll have their own um you know world right um but i'll, tr I'll try to do my best um on talking about that a little bit but kind of like generally general speaking i guess yeah i mean so first off everything is being disrupted right now and uh and everything is being modified it, models are you know paradigms are falling down and have been over the last you know during the pandemic over the last year or so uh and they're going to continue to happen I, I mean look at gamestop with the financial markets right i mean it could that alone could have crashed that one incident could have crashed the entire market okay and so what's to say something's not gonna happen again i mean that's one aspect right you have right. you know industries that have fallen right from uh you know from hospitality from travel from all this different stuff that that's just um, education right um who wants to pay right now who wants to pay fifty thousand dollars a semester to go to columbia or nyu when you're doing it through zoom yeah very you true know? i mean is it worth is it worth fifty thousand a semester i i can think of a lot better ways to spend fifty thousand uh, <laughs> but uh, so i mean so all this thing everything is being reinvented right now and that includes investing so in DeFi, right i mean we have now with crypto um it's it's really exciting for me because if you, if you think about what this means right um and and markets and, and let, let's let's and by the way we're doing our token right now our mint token as well so we're actually tokenizing our entire system and our entire that. network which is 
is huge. And meaning like, you know, I mean, we're not a, traditionally, we're not a crypto project, right? We're, we're, uh, you know, a, you know, a platform for a network for, you know, traditional investors to communicate and close deals. Um, and now we're tokenizing this whole thing and putting it on the blockchain. Well, for multiple reasons. Um, and the, one of the reasons why it's, it's so exciting is, is DeFi, for example, right? And a lot of people don't even understand DeFinance, but um, it's just basically a community and, and not even from a social context, just from a digital thing. Like people have come on and said, hey, I'm going to buy this token, right? And because I think it's worth something and someone else is going to buy it. And this, this token could go 10x or 100x or 1,000x, whatever it may be, like Deutschcoin, for example. It has no value whatsoever. Right. So the value has just basically, if you and I decide that this uh, podcast token is worth you know, $100,000 and someone else decides to buy it, $100,000, it, it's worth $100,000, right? Until it's not worth $100,000. So, so all, this, all this stuff is being completely like reinvented right now. And, um, and you know, so when you start talking about the effects of how this is gonna have on investing uh, and, and, and raising capital and all this stuff. I mean, for example, a company that's, by the way, the, the typical sales cycle and majority of the planet you know, 95% of the planet is not crypto and is not uh, crowdfunding, right? Mm. Traditional yeah. capital raising, which, which takes three to seven months, by the way. Mm. Three to seven engagements per investor. This is the stats. Per investor to close one investor for private equity. And three to seven months to close one investor. Okay? That's the, that's the, the amount of time. And 70% of the actual time is spent by the entrepreneurs capital, raising capital. And we wonder why so many businesses fail. Now, so when you take all of these inefficiencies, right? And now a company can come on and raise crypto as a utility token and not give up any equity and can do this on DeFi exchange and do it for free. DeFi, you know, with the launch pad, like Uniswap, you can launch the token for free, for zero, no cost. Now you can go public and create liquidity. And, wow. and even if you don't even have a product or all this other stuff, you can actually create and people actually buy this and trade it and sell it without even having a, a product per se, right? Like Deutschcoin. So this is, this type of stuff is, like it or not, if you're a traditional finance guy or not, uh, person or not, this is, this is game changing stuff. The fact that this is happening, right? So, the long-term effects and this hasn't even caught on this is actually going on now and this hasn't caught on to the rest of the the planet yet because they don't understand DeFi. Mm. they don't understand mm. it investors don't invest in things they don't understand right yeah. so what we're, what we're doing we're simplifying this and we're taking and we're making it super super simple and where the average investor i'm talking about accredited uh, or institutional can have it served to them make it super simple for them. They can connect with it from the personal level and they can invest, right? Um, and from the uh, capital raise side, we're making it super simple where they can actually raise and not give up any equity. And we're giving them all the pieces and even able to close the round for them, potentially, okay, from our investor network uh, for the crypto as well. So we're, we're doing a lot of stuff that's that's changing the game but there's a lot of stuff out there that's changing the game right yeah yeah I, I and i mean i know there's a lot of a lot of things going on with um 
uh, with crypto. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm invested a little bit into it as well. And I'm trying to learn more about it. It's a lot to learn. I still don't even fully completely understand it, quite honestly. Uh, but I, I, I don't either, by the yeah, way. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just the technology, but everything behind it. Uh, and, and, I, and I run a tech company. Uh, it's, it's, it's very difficult to, under, to really comprehend and understand. But essentially, uh, I am seeing a lot of these crypto startups, uh, blockchain startups even, that are getting a lot of different seed rounds, you know, and uh, I, I see, uh, you know, that market, that industry is, is really emerging and, and just getting a lot of attention. And in your experience, just even through, uh, through building and, and running Goldfinger, uh, are you seeing investors attracted to, certain, to a certain industry more than another? More like healthcare, education, do you, huh? or do you think do you think it's kind of spread out? Is it? Well, of, of, of course, I mean it, it. It depends on it depends on what your perspective is, right? Like for example, if you're, uh, you know, what lens you're looking through, right? If you're looking through uh, the lens of, hey, I'm just looking for early stage companies and and what have you, then, um, you know, you're going to see it from a, a different perspective. With with with. Goldfinger and with myself, I mean, I've, for the last seven years, I'm on the phone all day, every day with top investors and top projects in different markets mm. uh, across, from across the, from different sectors to different stages to different markets, right? And everything from project financing, data center deals to crypto to cannabis to you name it, right? SpaceX, we were just about to get an allocation for SpaceX, 100 million wow. secondary market um, as well. So these type of stuff that comes in on a daily basis right now uh the thing is is when you're you're talking about um all this different stuff coming on i mean i mean things have changed obviously in the pandemic and and yes i have seen the trends um change so i would say like uh the hottest trends i would see you know over the last year and, and moving forward right, is healthcare and med tech for obvious reasons. I mean, um, COVID-19 uh, pandemic has brought a lot of traditionally before the pandemic. Um, you had healthcare and med tech investors that were very, very specific. They, you know, they, they only dealt in those, those realms. Well, the PPE, the whole, um, you know, people had a, a wake up call to how valuable healthcare is and how it's needed and so forth. And uh, and then you had a big boom. And so now you have a lot of investors that have started looking into these different type of deals that traditionally would not have been. So you have an influx of capital, right? Uh, secondly is um, hemp. We're doing a lot of hemp uh, industrial projects, yep. right? Uh, and, and, you know, hemp and cannabis. I mean, cannabis, right, obviously, for, for obvious reasons out of uh, L.A. And I, I mean, I started investing in cannabis in 2003, by the way. That was the, my, my, what, what I first started investing in was cannabis and real estate. So I was really, really early in the cannabis boom. And um, as soon as it was, it was legal, I was there. And, uh, and, but now even with industrial hemp, right, there's 50,000 different use cases for hemp and for products, sustainable products. Well, what do you have? Uh, we have a you know, global problem, right, with environment. I mean, there's all types of stuff going on, right? Uh, with, with, the, with the world right now. So, you know, now we're actually scaling different products and hemp, uh, different types of packaging, hemp products into different regions, which can increase their GDP uh, for the country. Uh, and also this is based on connections and open up completely new 
uh, revenue streams, create jobs. There's all types of stuff that helps with the economy. Another is digital assets, crypto, blockchain. Like it or not, U.S. is behind uh, on this stuff, but uh, blockchain crypto is not going anywhere. It's it's the it's it's the new internet. It's the new wave, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I can I, I can remember when you know the this discussion was going on in 1996 when I was in the first tech bubble, right? Uh, is is the internet going to go anywhere? Are people ever going to buy clothes and products online? That was a big discussion, right? Obviously so. I remember. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. It's the same, very similar phenomenon, right? Uh, that's going on. Uh, it's, it's not going on. So digital assets is another hot thing. Anything like this impact um, that is sustainable or regenerative, rather, and green, um, these are also hot, right? Uh, talking about cybersecurity is another thing in regards to tech, right? because um, all the recent cyber attacks and so forth. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I'd say those are like four or five of the top um, hotter industries that I've seen as an investor right, coming in. Awesome. Well, I really, really appreciate uh, your insight, Rob. Thank you, everyone, for, uh, for listening to this. I really appreciate it. This is Michael Giorgio, your host on Tales from the Pros. And until next time, thank you, guys. Thanks. Please subscribe to our YouTube page and also follow our social media. Uh, there are links somewhere around here. But uh, we really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for all the support. And I'm going to be giving you awesome content continuously. And we look forward to seeing you soon.